welcome to Knock On Podcast, where we bring you archery information and education that you can trust. Knock On was created as a way to bring all archers together, regardless of the brand you choose or the style of archery you shoot. Knock On Podcasting will deliver professional insights to the latest gear, proper shooting technique, along with high-level equipment setup and tuning. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back. Knock On Podcast. This is 201, dude. 201 was, uh, well, I've been meaning to do one with Randy Ulmer. Do you know Randy? I do. Awesome. Um, so, hey, everybody. You don't recognize this voice, but I'm down in Venice, Louisiana right now. Uh, just got done with a really cool um, event that Yeti put on, and I'm here with Dennis Zuck from Now with Yeti. Yeah, Now with Fo- Yeti. Yeah, Now with Yeti. Um, but formerly with Sitka. So um, there's a lot of cool topics you and I have been talking about over the past few days. So I'm like, we need to podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> I always love doing these. It's always good to reach out and educate people a little bit when you can. He was just backtracking folks before I hit record because he came over to meet me for a podcast with a Yeti and some really nice bourbon. Meanwhile, <laughs> uh, he did not bring two. So... This isn't cool. I'm gonna. I'm missing out, but I see how he is. I'm a bad friend and an <laughs> epic fail. <laughs> Indeed. Well, this event. Let's talk about this first. This was really cool um, for multiple reasons. Just because. Well, for me, it was cool because of the fact I got to see different sides of Yeti. Um, Yeti's a obviously it's a monster. It's just massive, and there's so many fields outside of you know my forte which is bow hunting um and i think i cross over a little bit into the cooking side because really i've i use yetis for cooking you know for like when i grill more you know more so than anything at the beginning um but you guys have such a an amazing staff like staff of representatives i had no idea um, we had a blind draw for teams, and you guys um, arranged captains from all over the U.S. to come down here and to have decent, you know, good, good, they're better than decent, good captains to take out each of the teams, two-person teams, and we were hunt, we were hunting. We called, you called it Hunt for... Hunt for Red October. Uh, hunt for Red October, just <laughs> yeah. because we're going after redfish, right. um, which are incredibly fun i had a i had a great time for me to come here during this week and fish not being a tree stand was arguably um crazy for for it's a hard time of the year for that yeah (laughs) it's the 25th yeah Yeah, at 25th i've this is a very this is normally the day where i really start getting after it for whitetails but to come down here and get to fish a little bit, see that side of Yeti, which is kind of the foundation and where it all started, right? Yeah. And then um, I was partnered with, my captain was Randy, I don't know Randy's last name. And then um, I know his Instagram, well, not Randy's. Randy's Instagram is on mine if you want to find him. I tagged him. But then um, I was with Rob, and how do you say Rob's last name? Um well it's the voodoo daddy on instagram is rob's last name he's a really cool dude too professional fisherman and uh, you know what's cool is they're all in different categories but 
I was in their realm, their world, and they were friends for, for, it sounds like for a long, long, long time. So just to sit back and listen to them talk about flies and weight lines and, you know, the weather's doing this, we should do that. It was, it was obvious they are masters of their craft, but then there's also people that were here that were like snowboarders or skiers or, uh, not not bull riders he'd get mad i think he was was he a bronc rider he's a bronc rider yeah and um it's just cool to see all that yeah and it's cool to see how many different worlds yeti supports and then also brings together yeah and and, and i think kind of jumping on that a little bit man they you know it's it's pretty interesting so i, I get the i get the privilege of spending time with all you guys and and talking about you know what you love to do and you know what you're what you're trying to do in the future and and things you care about and value and you know the real interesting thing for me is is that it's pretty similar you mm-hmm. know so i can have somebody who is just driven about surfing and somebody's driven about bowing and somebody's driven about cooking and somebody's driven about you know riding that bull or whatever it is and you know they all value people and they all value getting out and having a good time and you know, they may not know how to f- throw a fly rod the best, but you know what? They're going to go give it a try. And if they can't, they'll throw a popping cork, you know? Yeah. And I just love that about everybody here and the humility. It's, it's, it is it is a great event, and, and I think it speaks volumes to um, the type of people that um, that we have in this industry, you know? Yeah, you guys did a great job last night. I've been fortunate to be part of a lot of companies from, like, in, I guess, in, internally. Um or have direct access to like internal, you know, strategies and meetings and things like that. But events like this are really hard to coordinate. You know, they take a lot of planning. Um, Hats off to you guys for that. It was very well organized. But um, the other thing is once you're there, you know, a lot of people look at events like this as a time to, to kind of just unwind and uncork out of the office. You guys really utilize this as a way to get direct feedback from people. Um, You know, we had a really good like group discussion with you guys just asking us like, you know, is there things we need to do better? Um, And then getting our feedback on, you know, what we feel not, not just about product, but just about everything, you know, anything and everything, anything and everything. And, that's uh that says a lot about a company and i was you know last year when yeti went through some negative stuff that was really really unfortunate and i i just man i hate to see when people jump on that bandwagon yeah and uh don't really know both sides that was unfortunate because yeti is doing a tremendous amount of things for conservation in fields like like I talked about today well outside of my category. Yeah. And just from a product point of view, you guys are pushing the envelope right now. Yeah. I mean, you're going you're going outside of you know what was really originally built to to be on a boat, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and for us you know, it, and one of the big themes when we talked to everybody last night was this idea of, you know, bringing more people to the outdoors, you know, and, you know, whether whether they're deciding to go bow hunt or go camping or go fishing or whatever it is. And, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, in a world with, you know, um, games and lots of TV and lots of other crazy phone kinds of distractions, 
um, it's it's awesome to be in a company that, and, and I'm sitting here in, in the room looking at your cup, it says kick plastic, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. that's that's trying to, you know, maybe undo a couple wrongs that we, we all own, Yeah, <laughs> you know, yep. you know, we're not all, none of us are immune to it. Yep. Um, so right a few wrongs, um, you know, bring some people together that can teach people about a different kind of way of living. Um, you know, I, I just think that's, uh, if you're going to give a, being a gift in this world to be able to help people with that, man, I, I can't think of a better one. Yeah, and that that message was actually one that I was, um, well, kind of, you know, this podcast wasn't really um, designated to be a Yeti podcast. Mm-hmm. So you and I got on a million subjects, starting with my jacket. Um, yeah, which is kind of my background. Yeah, is, uh, yeah. Y- yeah, starting with my jacket. Um, so I have this jacket that is a Sika jacket. What's the official name of it? Do you even know? Uh, I have to see the jacket to tell you. It's in my it's in yeah, my no, backpack over yeah. there, but um, it's a real light thin shell and it's uh, black. It's only available in black. And you oh, yeah, and yeah, uh, it's part of it's part of the active line, which is a uh, it's it's basically it's an all gore product. It's, yep, it's sheds water. You can spray with a hose and nothing sticks to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was great. I wore I take it in my backpack all the time. Um, yeah. If I'm traveling, if I'm a little cold, I can zip yeah. it up and it just holds heat in. Uh, but I didn't pack any of my rainwear, but I had that in my backpack. Yeah. So that's what I wore this entire time fishing. And it impressed both of the guys on my boat. They were like, dude, yeah, what jacket is that? Because <laughs> it was just so light. I was warm, but I was also not clammy. Yeah. And I wasn't like overly hot. It was a really yeah. good product. And yeah. we started talking about that. And, you know, some of the things, you know, you started saying, hey, you know, the outside is this and you know and it's made of this so that's why we it can't have a different color on the outside but then the inside you know if we had to put this on the inside otherwise it feels different on your skin and and you went deep into that and then we started talking about whitetail stuff which is honestly that's what's on my mind right now sure um i did a podcast with chris yeah we kind of dove in i would call it whitetail uh, clothing or the whitetail system 101 just because I hadn't got all mine yet that I wanted and I have since then. Yeah. So I've started and also our weather's changed. Like when I talked to Chris, I was going to Oklahoma for my first deer hunt. Mm-hmm. It was 80 something degrees. It was pretty easy to know yeah. what I needed. You know, I went with uh, early season worked great um i might i think i wore just a fanatic hoodie but then since talking to him like we hit a big cold front it was like 28 degrees one morning in Mm -hmm. a stand Uh, i've only hunted a few times but i've went from 80 degrees down to 28 degrees um but i have the problem right that's the hard part yeah and i haven't encountered like the snow or i haven't encountered a day where it's just crazy winds mm-hmm. or i haven't encountered the day where it was just yeah. shedding water and you and i talked about some of that a little bit and i'm just like hold yeah. hold up put the brakes on i need to yeah we need to hit record and talk about this because even though i got some familiarity yeah. and i think the listeners have too yeah like can we expand on that yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for me... And so go back for, to where you started Yeah, with I'll that. go back in the background. So um, so I work for, 
you know, and we we haven't spent a ton of time on this, but I worked for Gore, makes Gore-Tex for 16 years. Okay. And so that. in that time, I spent a lot of time, you know, developing the materials, which is why I geek out on that one jacket and how it's made. And, you know, for the average guy or anybody listening to this, probably, that's probably a little less interesting is why more interesting what it does and why it does it. And, but, you know, I took that and um, moved out to Montana some years back. And when we were we were starting to really put the, our feet under us on Sika gear. I helped we went with Jonathan's input and my input and some really great ambassadors input developed what is currently the whitetail line yep. for, for Sitka. And um, it was an interesting challenge in some ways. Um, so I'm an avid whitetail hunter, always have been, done that my entire life. And, you know, we were taking a mountain brand that was known for you know, thinking about how to deal with extreme anaerobic outputs and all these other things and trying to, you know, make that kind of thinking work for a whitetail user. And um, I think what we found was, is that's absolutely real. And, mm -hmm. and they have a lot of needs to your point. Like, you know, if I look at my season and we've all dealt with this, you know, I'm, I'm filling my bag. I'm going to go out to Ohio. I'm going to go out to Ohio. I'm going to go, go take that hunt. Or maybe it's in my backyard. Who doesn't have that huge bin of stuff in the back of their truck? And, and it speaks about, you know, all the different things I might need to do. And, yeah. and I think the power that, you know, us all grow, you know, for me, you know, I'm in my forties and when I grew up, you know, everybody had a three in one parka, you know, and everybody wanted one thing <laughs> or cover all that. It, it just was going to yeah, be I the heaven sent. Yeah. We all had that. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I think what, what, you know, Sika and even first light or, you know, a lot of these brands have done and, and they've taken and they've really revolutionized apparel. And, mm -hmm. and what they've done is, and it's, and it's not overly complicated if you break it down to simple things, right? So, you know, your skin, you know, you know, when, when, when the wind blows and that wind hits you, you get cold. And, um, you know, when you touch something, you get cold. And so it's conductive heat loss and it's convective heat loss. There's two primary things that are very simple to understand that happen to you. So if the wind blows through my, my, my suit, I get cold, you yeah. know? Or if I got, my skin is super wet and that wind blows through my suit, I get really cold. Yeah, you double, know, so double it. Double, double it up, yeah. right? And so, you know, we what we did is we, we built it from the base up. You know, we said, okay, you know, if I'm gonna sit in a, the different thing was is we had guys hiking up mountains where in a whitetail woods, you know, a lot of guys will hike a mile in, you yeah. know? And so they'll hike in the beginning. So I had to help you vent it. But then when I got there, I also had to help you dry. Yep. You know, and so a lot of the premises around that system had to do with those principles. Those very, yeah, very fundamental to, principles. Yeah, you have to vent, you have to dry it, you have to vent yeah. it, dry it, and then you have to contain it. That's right. Fast, so contain that you it can, fast, so that you can right. build back up. That's right. And so when you look at that system, it was designed, and we talked about back in that time when we were first launching the system about this idea of stacking and shedding. And so, you know, people know guys who walk in the woods in their underwear. Or, or, or basically their base layers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, and, and I think things that confuse people are synthetics and wools, you yeah. know, and when do I use each of those kind of products, you know? And so, you know, and some of us have, you know, we itch when we wear a wool or yeah. we don't. And, and I, and I highly encourage anybody who has those kind of issues to, to buy a good, a good outfit first before they decide that they can't wear wool. Can but you say that they can, is it an allergy? 
Um, some people just have very sensitive skin, so it's not always an allergy. Even with the like, even with the very good wool. Yeah, there certainly... are people. There are people that do. And okay. By and large, though, you know, some people have just experienced a poorly made product. Yeah. And when yeah. they when they get when they get a really high end mer merino, merino on their skin, they they it's a you different know, experience. It's a it's a different experience. Yeah. I'm the same. There's there's definitely certain wools that I bought yeah. early. Probably because it was less money. Yeah. I bought it, you know, when I was like in my early twenties and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, this stuff where it contacts my skin, it's just it's like a rash. You right. know, it's very abrasive. Um, but now yeah. the stuff that I have is Yeah. It I've I've said people have asked me that question. I don't really think it's people make it more than what it is when you're asking about a synthetic or a wool. Yeah. Because the end results the same there for me the only differences are with wool if you are moving and very active in it 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 has give and it's going to stretch so yeah. it, the shape somewhat changes you know if you've got a pair of well i actually have wool boxers um and i have the synthetic boxers and that's yeah. what i wear the sicka ones and if i wear the wool ones all day you know they're they're yeah. looser by the end of the day yeah. The other ones fit the same all the time. Yeah, I think that, man, that's really true. And and so when you think about a wool, like they, they do deform a little bit and there's some of that shape stuff. But there's, so from a, so I, I warned you guys, and I won't get too geeky on this, but this this idea of like material science and how things work. And so the, different, the, 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 the <laughs> difference in a wool and a, and a synthetic really there's two things, right? So, and I and I've coached people a bunch of times on like how to create the perfect base layer, and I still don't think it exists. I think I think it's a hybrid in some ways, but yeah, um, you know, if synthetic dries really fast, mm -hmm. you know, which is a nice thing. So when we were first talking about that mountain hunter and, and hiking up that hill rapidly, and then getting up there and then like stopping and glassing, he needed to dry fast. So yeah. synthetic did that for him. Uh, now merino, while it doesn't dry fast. It has the ability to keep you warm for a really long time, so it's mm -hmm. it's a warmth it's a warmth to weight kind of thing. Yeah. So like back, you know, Grandpa's wool suit, right? So he could it, it it could be wet, it could be nasty, it could be all kinds of things, and heavy as all get out, but it kept you warm, and yeah. it would keep you warm for a really long time, you know. And so there's a little bit of a of a shift in that. For me, the perfect combination is a very thin thin synthetic against my skin that can dry and a little bit of wool right on top of it. Mm -hmm. That's what I like, you okay. know, that's what works for me. But you know, there, some of that stuff, something to think about. So if in, you know, I, I loved working booth duty, you know? And so even though I was doing the line, I learned a ton from the people out there that would come to me and say, man, you know, I live in Pennsylvania and I, I hike up a mountain like, just like the other guy. So what do you suggest? I bet you I've, I've coached people through 50 systems. Yeah. How much do you need to vent it? You know? And so, while you know, you want to be able to tell somebody, go buy a Fanatic hoodie, go buy, you know, you know, go buy a, a, a light synthetic base layer and, and a, you know, Fanatic system or a Fanatic light system and you're going to be set. The reality is that's not true, yep. you know, and every system has a little bit of customization. So it's kind of like if you can think like I like I just said, conductive heat loss, air, where, you know, am I in a windy area? Am I not in a windy area? Do I sweat more than average people? Yeah. Um, when we developed the women's line, so I was a, I had spent a lot of time on developing the women's line um, and working at Gore, we thought about circulation of people and mm -hmm. you know and people don't realize like their hands it's it's a not to get technical but that vasoconstriction so 
when you start to get too cold, the circulation stops going to your fingertips. Yep. If that happens, it takes you hours to recover. It's all about knowing how to stop that. Or when I first get to the stand, like you said, knowing when to let it vent out but close it back up, mm -hmm. you know? So there's a little bit of how to dress, and there's a little bit of how to use what you own, Yeah. you know? It, 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 it shouldn't be that complicated, but in the end, we all do things that are a little bit more extreme than some other folks, you know? And that that's what some of these brands help you do, I think. When is the time to do that? I mean, if you're going in, you feel yourself starting to get warm mm -hmm. going in, you know, when do you need to vent and then when yeah. do you need to shut it off? So I, I think the biggest mistake, especially whitetail hunters make because they've they've lived in a world where uh, they've had bad clothes. And so with bad clothes, they'll, they'll uh, once you get cold, you never recover. Mm -hmm. um, with, with good clothes, that's not true. And so what you need to do is, and so if you even look at the, the Fanatic system, there's those zips on the side aren't an accident. They're basically a pump and bellows. So when you're walking, it's putting air in and out. So when you get to the stand, you keep all of that open. So why does that zip go all the way down to the mid-sternum? It's to let all that heat out, rush it out. Yeah. And most people intuitively want to, before they get too cold or start to feel cold, close it up because they think they're retaining it. In reality, that's not true. They need to let themselves get to about 15 degrees of discomfort. So let that let themselves actually get cold to where, because what they're doing is they're just trapping in moisture. Okay. And that moisture is creating the conductive heat loss of the problem. So it's keeping that, that wetness in their system where if they kept themselves open just a little bit longer, that would have evaporated, been gone, and then their body is a natural generator. It's gonna yeah. keep pushing heat in. And if you have a primal off insulation system or you have something that can hold and contain, um, it's gonna come. Yeah. You'll get better, you know, but it's better to let that leave your system and let you'll, you'll be more comfortable in the long run. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So what, um, for whitetail hunters, where do you point them then? If they're, yeah. if they're brand new or I don't, the, the thing, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like the climate acclimations for a whitetail hunter, it seems like the variation is like really really vast because like most elk hunters the seasons seem shorter like you're not covering such mm -hmm. a, a, big a area, huge yeah. area yep. of the globe and you're also not covering you know yeah august 25th opening up in alberta and then you know some seasons going all the way to february you yeah. know what i mean it's a, it's just such a big time it is and so i think it's a good question and so for me in in a priority state I think you have to kind of undo everything you ever learned. And so where you want to go buy that big puffy jacket and think that that's the thing you need to do or that big, and actually the fanatic system for those folks out there that hunt really extreme climates, I think that's a great system for people. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, if, if you're trying to build that system that's going to take you through the year, you have to understand base layers, mid layers, and shells, mm -hmm. you know? And what those three things do is give you the ability to both dress for a varying climate and dress for a... A, a time mm -hmm. and so from october you know the october you know sitting in a tree through october and then getting to november where it's starting to get a little cold and then you get a snap and you have something for it i think you need to invest in good base layers would be my my number one thing to people and whether you buy it from the brands we've talked about or others buy good like do not skimp there people mm -hmm. i think it's the thing most people because it's not outwardly facing and the yeah. thing like all of my friends see um, but it's the thing that will change your day more than anything. I oh, think yeah. you, you invest in a good base layer. 
And if you invest in a good base layer, my second advice would be um, have some layer of insulation that's really good. I don't think you always have to make that insulation your shell or your outerware. So like the Celsius series with Sika was designed without a wind stopper or a shell face. Mm -hmm. um, it was done for a couple reasons. One, to be really quiet. Yeah, so on the Celsius yeah, is really nice. Yeah, and but it's really quiet on those days where I don't have a wind and I'm not. it's not driving through my garment making me cold. Yep. Um, but if I ever need to put something on it, and the Celsius MIDI is a newer piece that came out, which really... It, you know, for those who want to use it in this application, I want to describe where you want to put something on it. I would advise something more like that than the old fleecy Celsius. Mm -hmm. um, but so get a good insulation package and then get a good shell. And so, you know, you don't have to put, get the Primaloft filled jacket, you know, because that, that get, that takes some of my flexibility away. Yeah. Um, for me, the, the most versatile system that we ever created was the Stratus because it was, it, it could be a shell, which, so when I said convective, think about air coming through you, yep. right? So it's going to stop that airflow, mm -hmm. right? And it's got a little loft, but not crazy. And then you have a mid-layer a mid -layer insulation piece. Yeah. So dressing more like that big game hunter is going to let whitetail guys carry their season longer. Yeah. In the end, I think is a summary. So one of the things that I, I have a friend of mine that's that's been a sick of guy for a long time. And so he, he asked me... Um, well, I think I made a post. Someone said, what exactly are you wearing? And I went out that day where it was cold. Mm -hmm. And all I wore was I wore um, my thin core synthetic. Then I put on the heavyweight fleece. Mm -hmm. And then I just put on a Stratus. Yeah. And and honestly, they were like, well, why wouldn't you you know, go with a midweight in like a Fanatic Light? Or why wouldn't you go with a... And, I didn't know if I had the right answer. I just said, listen, I'm I'm looking at this stuff and I'm thinking I need some wind protection because it's windy today. Right. And I just felt like for whatever reason from like a range of motion point of view, I felt like the heavy, that heavy wool felt good on. Yeah. And my temperature was where I, I put on a, I put on a, um, a fanatic hoodie and I was like, this isn't really thick. Like this isn't, yeah. it doesn't seem like a thick unit, but the way I layered it, I was at my temperature, but could I, you know, I probably could, yeah, I could have just put on a core lightweight and a fanatic suit and I probably would have been at Fine. the same temperature. Right. Um, so I think there's so many ways to skin the cat, the people yeah. out there. Rig well, even if they're not sick of people, which I'm, I'm, wholeheartedly fascinated with the like how much is going into this stuff that i never knew before yeah. and more than anything i'm fascinated that you guys are letting me ask questions because <laughs> you know getting getting direct questions answered and understanding any product that's that's what i feel like i bring to our industry but also when i'm really using something that i that i feel like is going to help people. I want them to know about it. Yeah, and 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 it's the funniest thing. Like you know, so I, uh, I I'm a product junkie, and it's who I am. So you know, like you talked about my background in materials, and I did medical products for a long time. So I'm a product junkie, like through and through. And it and one thing that fascinates me is is like so many things that we we try to make sure come through to a consumer 
a lot of them they don't know and 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 for me i'm like well that's okay because it's like you don't know why the system is working great for you but it just is and and it is because somebody thought about those things but on the other side if you're trying to make a thoughtful decision sometimes what you're talking about is a really helpful thing for somebody to say hey like we that that range finder pocket on that fanatic system was all about like and honestly i'm sorry left-handed shooters you know yep. but it was i know i have my bow probably in my hand or close to my hand i know that i'm trying to check a range one last time and everybody says you know any good bow hunter checks all their ranges and i don't know about you but if i have an opportunity to check it one last time sometimes yep. and it's a betweener i might check it you know yeah you know, there's little things about just it was it was about the minimum amount of motion. Yeah, and, yeah, because you, you need. Yeah. I've talked about that keeping your limbs contained. Like, yeah. You know, you want to be right. you want to be a block a block. Yeah, you don't want to be that thing that's outside of all the yeah. all the pawn shops. It's flat yeah. flopping around. Like you want to keep yeah. everything in front of you so that essentially you're your own blocker. That's you know? right. And so doing that and like and, and the side zip like that wasn't a fashion statement. It was we recognized that your hands that vasoconstriction thing I talked about mm -hmm. was the number one problem. And I don't think most archers thought that. Like, no, I, I have a really, you know, I have a, I have a very difficult time with it. And the older I get, yeah. it's, it's changing not bec at all because of my clothes, but like now it's my left side more than, than anything, but like my inside, my two smallest fingers yeah. and my outside of my left foot, they just go completely like Novocaine dead. Yeah. And it's not like they feel cold, but once it gets, no. once it even gets remotely cold it'll just go numb um yeah. or you know just like dead so i'm i'm fortunate that i'm gonna have something that i'm you know yeah. i'm i'm convinced that i'm gonna be warm like warmer yeah. than i've had to be with way less bulk um and i'm i'm looking forward to it now i got a i got a um an incinerator outfit and i remember i text chris and i said it's 28 degrees do you think i should like try this incinerator and i think he said like god no don't do it you'll burn <laughs> you'll combust so um you know learning all these little details yeah. we're so where do if i was I, I don't know if i asked chris this question yeah. but if i was brand new and i had to buy like one simple set of things yeah and i'm a midwestern whitetail hunter um are you an archery hunter yeah yeah, yeah. bow hunter bow hunter yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah so what um where where would you point that person if that person came yeah. into you know came into a trade show and just said you know i'm from iowa i hunt yeah. iowa illinois kansas yep. minnesota you know what do I get? Yeah. You know, what, so what's a simplified system that fits in one tub? The most simplified version for me, one tub, would be um, uh, a long sleeve lightweight, no frills. Basically just a long sleeve lightweight base layer piece. Yep. The it core. Would, the core. The core lightweight. Yep, the core. And for anybody who doesn't know, core means next to skin. That's yep. what it means. Yep. Right. And so we tried to build a vernacular in there, but whether, mm -hmm. you know, so ven the core. Um, it would be a fanatic hoodie. And so, um, not to be piece. that specific, but um, it has, there's a, if you look at the back of it, it has a little micro check to it, so it holds off my skin a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's gonna, it, it's, it's got a scent component to it because it's got, it's, nat it's, uh, 
it's got polygene in it, so it's going to help with that bacteria growth stuff. Um, which so, is the same that's in the core. Which is the same that's in the core, mm-hmm. right? So those two, um, and then if, if it's one tub, right? Because yeah. I definitely would deviate further from this if I had more than one tub. Um, I would own a MIDI. I would own the, the Celsius MIDI because I we talked about being able to flex it out. Okay. And, it, and it would be a Celsius system. And I say that as a guy who doesn't hunt in the Celsius system all that much because I, I'm, a, I'm a bow hunter as well. Um, I'm a big fan of the Fanatic Light and some other things, but I've had the luxury of having two tubs and three tubs, you know. Well, let's just start. To, let's do one, one and then tub, we'll do two. Yeah, if I'm getting you to one tub, I think that tub is going to let people get out there in a comfortable way, stay focused on what they're trying to accomplish in the woods, enjoy why they're there, um, and and be uh, able to get it done, you know. So it's it's a quiet system. It's stopping the wind. It's keeping them comfortable. It's doing all the things it needs to do. So let's say the guy that has two tubs, the guy that yeah. might he might hunt 70% of November yeah. and he's not afraid to sit all day. Mm-hmm. Let's go to let's go to that guy. So if it's two tubs, not afraid to sit all day and I'm going to say he is a a more archery specific person. Yep. Cuz I think I think a lot of your your guys are that guy. Um so there's some odd, oddball stuff that I think that guy should own. And I think that um so there's a, uh, a a short sleeve product called the Shacket. Yep. Um, I know it doesn't make a lot of sense to some people. I'm a fan of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. a big fan. That's great to hear. I, and I, I might have died on the vine for that product because I believe in it so much. But um, it's it does – so I'm going to take everyone to common sense land. Common sense land is is how long have your mom told you to wear a hat and yeah. and you lose – and ha- whose arms underneath their armpits, and that's where you lose all your heat, right? So it – it goes over your shoulder to capture that heat of your underarm. It fuels, basically, that heat fuels the rest of that system, but it keeps all of the mass out of your arms. Yep. And I think for a bow hunter who's really into just being the best bow hunter they can be and be as quiet as they can be, willing to make a it doesn't have windstopper in it because we there was a no sacrifice. I'm all about killing big white tails. Yeah. Um, I think that that is that next hub. That guy needs that product. I think he doesn't need the MIDI. I think he needs yeah. that product. Yeah. Um, and then I think that person, um, their last layer, um, you know, and I'm sacrificing some some comfort here saying this, but it's the f- it's the fanatic light. Yeah. Um, and so that system, while it doesn't have windstopper and some other things, it provides a decent level of protection, but it it has it has the smart hand features in it. It yeah. has the the smart you know um, tighter forearms for the guy who wants to draw his bow. Um, it's going to work good with the shacket. Yeah. I, I, for me, that's that's my core guys. Like, I kill things, and you know, I give a little bit to get a little bit. And what about accessory wise? Yeah. What's your favorite glove? The fanatic this? light. I mean, the fanatic glove. And so, and it's a. I don't it's, know if I've. It's seen like the it. cheapest. It's like the cheapest glove in the in the line, but. Um, so it's got the it's got your trigger finger removed. It's got your thumb removed. Okay, I haven't worn those yet. Yeah, and so it, it's a it's a very basic thing. But if you've bought the Fanatic hoodie I've told you about, you also have that has an ingrained kind of flip mitt thing. That, you know, mm-hmm. and, and for those that don't know, yeah, like, I love that. And and it was it you know that inspiration for me came from a because um, uh, I like to run. Um, I bought it for my son. Flips. I bought That's, it for my son yeah. for his cross country meet. He yeah. was running. He was running a meet, um, his sectional or something up in uh, yeah. up in Wisconsin last week, or two weeks ago, and it was that weekend where it was really <laughs> cold. So I I bought him a, a a a fanatic hoodie, and I said, dude, 
wear this. I'm like, and I showed him, you know, the thumb yeah. slits. I showed him how you can flip over to have like a mitten on your hands and how you can pull the, the face thing mask. up o- over your face if it's really cold so you're not breathing cold air like directly in. Yeah. And he just said, dude, this thing is great. Yeah. And and so that, that's funny you say that because like the inspiration came from a running shirt for the hand mitts. Wow. And, and I had just, for me as a hunter, I'd spent a bunch of time holding a metal bow or something that was conducting and my hand froze. Yep. And so I'm like, well, I don't want it to torque, you know? So I want it, I want like, you know, we all know it's important how you hold and man, you know that more than mm-hmm. anybody, but you know, we want, I want it to be able to retain a good, a good shot, but not freeze my hand holding it while that deer comes in for 30, 40, 50 minutes, whatever yeah. it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I think that piece coupled with that Celsius jacket, um, with a fanatic light, I, you know, I, I, I took, I was fortunate enough to take a really nice deer in Wisconsin second week in November. And I, that's what I wore yeah. to be honest. So yep. I, I, if that's a testimony to the kind of, you know, world they can live through, yeah. it's pretty real. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, what about accessories? What are, what are yeah. a few accessories someone should few have? Accessories. So if we're going to kind of close it out with some of those, um, so the, so, and, and, you know, forgive me, guys. I'm going to definitely stay in the sick of lying because that's where I've lived for a, lo- a long time. But um, I think their backpack um, for it is a really important piece, and, and I'll tell you why. I think it's important because um, it was designed while you're not looking in it. You, you're, you can't see it. When I hang it off the side of a tree, I'm able to kind of sweep my hand in a circular fashion and find things. I think that, for me, has been an important thing. Every, Especially with the whitetail world, we probably all take more than we should into the yeah. woods. Um, but I think that product does a really good job at, at organizing. More than anything, just organizing. Whether you want to carry a stand and all that other stuff, there's two versions for those who don't haven't spent a lot of time. There's a toolbox, toolbox and a tool bucket. Uh, the toolbox is without that stand holding capability. Um, I didn't I honestly. I don't know which one I have. Yeah. So one, the, the back panel zips off and you can put, you know, whether it's a loan or whatever, you can put a, a I stand in there. That, okay, I don't have that one. Yeah, and so for me, I I usually have my sets in place, so I don't use that as much. So okay. the, the you know, yep. you know, the toolbox is fine for me. Um, so I think that's an important one. And this is going to sound really stupid, but um, the, the the bow case, the launching pad. Um, I, you know, I spent a long time um, standing on lids, changing in the truck. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for me to have all my stuff in there and. I'm probably doing it wrong, and I'm going to coach so many people in the wrong direction here. But you know, I would always own my stuff even in that. You know, if it was in a pinch, like yeah, you should hang it and separate it and all that stuff. But um, I think those couple of things, just those those last minute accessories, are pretty important. Uh, you know, the hats are kind of an obvious thing. You know, the hat, the glove. I, you know, like I said, I'm a I'm a basic glove guy because I use a fanatic system that keeps my hands warm. What do you, you know? call the? I thought it was a bow case. When I it's first, called the launching pad. Okay. At first, I, yeah. I ordered it because I thought it was a bow case, but it, it's not. It's I mean, it's actually can, way more than that. Yeah, yeah, you can put a bow. You can put a bow in it. It's but, not like a true bow case. No. But once I once I got it, I realized okay, I'm not going to use this as a bow case. What I did was, um, and it's a little bit different with Sharon because with the women's, there's a little bit more limitation. So okay. there's like kind of an early mid-season and then there's late like there's not yeah. a diversity it's not as broad yeah. so i actually utilize that launch pad and have two of them and one of them says like sharing early and sharing late and 
the, it's like my gear is separated within those things to where they're not like having to be spread out in a closet or I'm yeah. having to dig through tubs. So I know like if it's below X amount of temperature, I'm just going to go with this one. And if it's heavier, go with that one. So it's, yeah. it was kind of, I use it as an organi- organizational yeah. piece, which. Which I, is, is kind of interesting because I, I would say more than anything, that's what it was made to be. Okay. You know, well, yeah, great. it holds a bow, but when it started, it was about. It was about changing the truck and, yeah. you know, and that, you know. Yeah, I've if done I, that a million times. Yeah. You're like trying to stand on your plastic lid and yeah. then your sock gets wet and you're like, damn it. Absolutely. And, and <laughs> a lot of people, yeah. wet toe the whole, the whole time. I don't know how many times, you know, for me, you know, I'd, I'd hunt after work. You know, I'd hunt when I could and, you know, I'd love to do all the right things and take the showers and all that and I'd do it as best I could. But, you know, the best thing I could do was change the truck, keep my, my stuff separate and that helped me do that. You know, and and I think that helps a lot of people. Yeah, you know. Well, we got a jet, dude. We yeah, uh, yeah, we got to go we eat have, some good it, Louisiana. Yeah, we've got to <laughs> we've got to run to dinner. You guys are going to close this thing up. We can't be late for that. But um, more podcasts coming, everyone. Hopefully, this helps you out. Whitetail season, like the best part of it, is literally at a cool. breaking point right now. It's it's like a jiffy pop that's just starting to stretch, <laughs> and you know that. Uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be on standby because you know if you don't, you're gonna get burnt. You're gonna get burnt jiffy pop. <laughs> and if you Great. if you go too soon, it's not gonna work. So I'm anxious to get back myself. So. Yeah. All right, everyone. This is uh, pretty cool. And actually, I know for sure I've got to get Dennis back. Like I yeah. wanna. We have limitations time wise now, but. I don't have any problem doing a three hour podcast on this stuff. Like <laughs> I want to dive into it. Um, to me, it makes me like stuff that much more and we should do some of this stuff on Yeti too. Cause we've had similar conversations yeah. like about what makes the product so much different. Just, yeah. you know, which everyone's like, what makes it different? Um, you know why? And that stuff is what, to me that's what people need that's what people need to hear when they're spending hard-earned money on things they need to know why it's different and they need to know why they can be better so appreciate the heck out of all of you and hopefully you're tagging me in a big old whitetail <laughs> photo and anybody that's changing over to Sitka, sure appreciate it and we'll see you later bye thanks a bunch Be sure to visit knockonarchery.com to see our entire line of trendy knock-on lifestyle clothing, knockonarchery.com.